Polyhedron is a production of Headcanon Games, LLC. Please bookmark Headcanon Games for the latest in Polyhedron news. Polyhedron is sponsored by listeners like yourself. If you'd like to become a patron of Polyhedron, please go to patreon.com polyhedron. Now, on with your show. Welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG-related. I am your host, Matthew, and as always, I have my two co-hosts here, Ryan. Hey. And Scott. It's Trump's America, and we're all going to die. <laughs> oh, man. I was really hoping we were just going to swerve right around that giant rock. Oh, uh, well, you know. You just to... you decided to just floor it I right mean, into it. We didn't even talk about that in the pre-show. No. I just snuck that one right no, in. I was wondering if you were going to sneak that in at uh, some point. Damn Listen. you. We can leave it at that, though. Yes, please. please. Sa- this sa- is... Safety pins on, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We And just know that, you know, if you guys ever need to talk about it or, you know, feel sad about it, or, you know, verbally abuse us about how we're a bunch of left-wing libtards who don't know how the real world works, I mean, feel free to email us at polyhedronpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> oh, any man. of the above, really. But if you use the word libtard, I'm going to make fun of you on air. That's just a silly, silly term. Come on. Use, use your vocabulary. I know you have it. Come on. Please. But anyways, uh, welcome back to another exciting episode. We have uh, no plans for the night, or none, very little. None very, whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we're we kind of shooting it from the cuff. It's been a rough couple uh, listen, of... Listen, guys, I know I know you expect the like the peak of professionalism, editing, scripting, scripting interviews, production. I know you expect that from us, but we can't do it today. Sorry. Nope, nope. Trump's it's going to be a more casual coverage. Trump's America. <laughs> no, it was not Trump's America. Thanks, Trump Obama. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, by the way, that's staying in. That's so <laughs> yeah. Um, Future Matt, that stays in. <laughs> but let's get over some news. I got some really, actually, surprisingly enough, uh, politics aside, I have some extremely good news. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Thank God. Me and the fellows here have gone over and we have revised the Patreon completely. We put new art up. We have put new goals up. We have revised our overall tier listing. We swear we recorded that entire little spiel all in one go. All in one go. All in one go. All in one go. Nope. Yep. Uh, so we, we did it and please go over there. All, I'm slowly but surely getting all of the episodes uploaded to Patreon. So if you... Don't go to our website, and you just go to the Patreon. You'll see our episodes there, too, so feel free to listen to them there. Um, also, we, and this is something I should have done from the beginning of this, but uh, Polyhedron now officially has its own Twitter handle. It is at PolyhedronCast, um, and that was where all actual show sort of announcements and updates and all that will be going there. So please uh, uh, follow and uh, I can say subscribe, but you don't do that. No, you there. follow on Twitter. You follow on you Twitter. You just follow. Just follow. Like a bunch of sheeple. God damn it, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh. some non-polyhedron-related news. Um, Dishonored 2 came out. Uh, and it's fantastic. God damn it. I want it. I, want I it can't so have it because yeah, I'm poor. <laughs> me too. I'm poor. Um, I'm a poor. A, a couple, about, a, about a month ago, uh, my wife and I... Uh, through by 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 some by various nefarious means, um, not too different, not actually nefarious, but we we lucked ourselves into a free trip to Hawaii, and while it was a free trip to Hawaii, it was very expensive. 
Um, As Hawaii trips tend to be. Uh, so I am recovering financially. I need to upgrade my computer so I can play Deus Ex and then afford to buy Dishonored 2 and thus play Dishonored 2. God damn it. I'm in it's college a... for the third time, so yeah, just draw your own conclusions. Uh, I'm just busy. I'm just really busy, and that's why I haven't picked it up. Um, I look forward to it because Dishonored 1, and actually we're thinking about doing this as an entire episode, so this is a little bit of a preview. Um, Dishonored 1 is a fantastic action RPG game. It is, in fact, one of, I can say, the penultimate like action RPG games that yeah. I, just is one of the best, in my opinion. Absolutely. In terms of, just, in terms of options, progression control and all of that it's a great stealth game too uh, if you're yeah. if you're not Absolutely. into stealth games you're actually just stealth is surprisingly intuitive it's very good and even if you're caught it doesn't completely end the situation yeah. you can turn to violence and that has its own repercussions yeah. but you can also just be a murderous psychopath uh, and do it very well. Yeah, and it's all fun. It's all interesting. The world is super rich That's because super it's this Edwardian, like, neo-steampunk... Cathonic. It's yeah. cathonic punk type it's, of... It's uh, it's whale punk. Yeah, that's right. It's whale punk. Whale punk, because everything's run off whale oil. Yeah. Um, and these um, are like Leviathan whales. These yeah. are like your happy-go-lucky blue whales. These are like... like Creatures of the deep whales. Yeah, it, it really is. And it has probably one of the... I don't want to call it antagonist. Like, like antagonist in the classical sense. Uh, which, you know, the, the normal sense of antagonist is like the person who opposes um, the, the protagonist. Uh, but the classical sense of antagonist, the sense that I like using uh, when I, you know, think about or talk about these sort of thing, is that the antagonist is the figure that confronts and forces the protagonist to change. Yes, and uh, the outsider absolutely and, does yeah, that. Yes, that and that that character, the antagonist of that game, is most certainly the outsider, who is just. I could just. I would like to read an entire series of books about all the people he's fucked over history. Like I could just read about him doing stuff all day long. But yeah. we don't want to talk about that right now because you know let's save it for the episode. Yeah, but and I will. It, I will say like uh, of the the rash of 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 games of various stripes that have incorporated role-play elements, it's probably done it the best. It and Deus Ex, I think, have done that, have have pulled that trick off better than anything else out on the market. Uh, so I would far. definitely go, and that's also another episode we're probably going to, we're trying to develop, which is RPGs in, uh, RPG elements in non-RPGs, and, like, it's it has, has uh, what's a good word? Um, proliferated. Proliferated throughout the industry over the last decade and a half i would say yeah uh in case you didn't notice that i'm the one that all usually provides matthew with the words that he's looking for uh, uh you could say that in fact scott has the best words i do have the best words and, he, really does, and he does have tiny hands fantastic words yes that's true and i'm gonna cop to it because i i'm i'm a i'm a person of integrity unlike president trump Obama. Dude, <laughs> uh, I don't know why I'm saying that. I'm just saying that because it sounds good. Yeah, like I the the the, the two cannot be more different. <laughs> but anyways, it's a good game. If you're interested, go play Dishonored One because Dishonored Two's story absolutely takes place f- from and springboard off of Dishonored One. So if you're gonna play the second one, you gotta play the first one. It won't, make a, it won't make a lick of sense otherwise. Yeah, yeah they'll it's... probably have like a video or something in the beginning to sort of get you up to speed. But honestly, you're doing yourself a disservice. Go play the first one. It's really then good. Go play and the there's some one. good DLC for it too. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward also, to being I, able to. Also, I will that. point out as a closing note on Dishonored, it's one of the only games that offers you 
just a, a crazy-ass teleportation ninja fight, which is something you just don't get too often anymore. Oh, and actual real choices. Yeah, like... like that, that have significant... And uh, I think that's where mostly the Deus Ex, for me, the RPG elements really come. It's not like, oh, what points do I spend? No, it's the, oh, I choose this thing or I act a certain way, and guess what? Things change. Things change permanently for my game state, and that's how it goes. And, and it, it, it's going to be... And in the newest Dishonored, that is apparently going to be turned up a, a lot. They're, well, you they, play two different protagonists this well, time. Two different people. The weight of like people's personalities and what they're up to matter if you kill them or not. And it changes lots of stuff. But we'll talk about all that later. Yeah, absolutely. When, Hopefully when we're when all... When we've got our lives in order to be able to you know sink a couple of hours into the thing, we'll, we'll have a nice big I guess I'll watch a Let's Play. Oh, you should actually play this one. You should actually play. I know because you want to support the. You want to support. Uh, I think it's Arcane. Yeah, yeah. Arcane yeah. developed it and produced it, so we should support them. But anyways, let's get on with the actual topic at hand. And like I said, this is going to be a little more casual conversation than we normally sort of structure our episodes around. But it's cool. Come along with us. Yeah, because you know we're we got free candy. Well, well on the tracks. You know, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, now I think what we're talking about here is kind of a grab bag of like table dynamics and problem players uh you know just sort of how to i guess it's from more of the perspective of a gm but also you know uh, yeah. as a as i mean I, I can see these issues showing up as a player as a player i've experienced you know other people's poor table dynamics screwing up my good time so because really like you know, you're, if someone's unhappy at the table, it's probably going to radiate out and affect everybody. Yeah, yeah one it's, of, one of it's the, everyone's problem. Yeah, and one of the things that sort of to, to sort of focus is where we're coming from is the idea of like what we dub the term a bad idea bear something like a fellow player at your table, and this is one of many issues. So that we're just going to focus on this one to start the conversation. Is one of your fellow players uh, has an idea? And he comes up to me. Problem is, out of play, all the other players are like, that's Please, a dumb no. idea. I don't want to do Please, that. Please, no. And, but he's like, in character, he's like, I'm going to go do it. And no one in character has been able to either, A, convince me otherwise, or B, physically stop me. So I am Barbarian Fightar Man, and the king has offended me. I am going to fight him. I challenge him to duel. Yeah, and the, and all the rest of the party that's you know like either loyalists or they want to take care of things in a more sneaky fashion, uh, just yeah no. It, or this is completely pointless, and yeah. there's no reason. Or this is our this is our benefactor, yeah. or something like that. But he just happens to be a snide dick weasel. So <laughs> you know it, it's that kind of situation. Interestingly enough, in most uh the GM's guides for Dungeons and Dragons now, I forget which edition. It may be all the most recent ones, fourth and fifth. They um, have these archetypes of here are the people at your table mm -hmm. and here's actually a sort of a one to two paragraph entry of how to manage this personality type. There's the min-maxer, the bad idea bear, the, and I, I just, you know, just keep on listing, but I don't, I don't actually know what all the cutesy names they gave them are, but just all of these particular tabletop archetypes, like there's about 12 of them yeah. that, you know, Here's how you deal with this person in the most abstract way, I mean, terms possible. Your results yeah, and, may vary. Also, and that's good on D&D for providing that, because in previous editions, they absolutely didn't have any of that. I think the first instance of that, and I may be, this may be just the first instance that I saw, was the uh, Vampire Revised Player's Guide, um, which was just chock full of really good essays and whatnot. And one of the essays was 
problem players with this, with a focus on you know problem players of vampire um and they had a bunch of this, these same archetypes like the lone wolf mm-hmm. uh, was one of the bigger ones like you know your 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 brooding gangrel who doesn't want to play your silly politics and and wants to go talk to his wolf companion and and do things by his own way when you're at a table dude and there's like three other people here like yep. all of this works really well if you want to go sit sit in your room at night and cry and and write fan fiction. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like you're coming to a tabletop game for a communal experience. There's a reason. Like there's a lot of like in every White Wolf game, there's a actual name for your PC group in terms of yeah. like what you are within society. Your pack, your coterie, co- your, coterie your coven. coven. Yeah, like they're all of these things. I forget what the changeling groups are called, but Motley's. Motley's, Motley's, that's right. And, but all of, like, it's built in that's where you're supposed to, like, engage with each other. These are and, supposed to be your allies slash friends, and mm-hmm. these are supposed to be a reason you're communicating and dealing with each other. Either but, but out of necessity, aka the world is going to hunt you down and kill you, yeah. or you are trying to further an agenda or a quest or something else like that. But getting back to, like, the bad ideas, Barry, how do you deal with someone who has this bad idea? Obviously, the it, it's, it's, it's a touchy subject because... You're trying to keep the integrity of the game because mm-hmm. you don't want to be like, well, Scott's being an asshole and I want him to stop because this is just going to hurt everything we're doing. But we, he's also got a character. And as long as you've been role playing consistently of this type of mm-hmm. like action, then we should allow him to continue doing so. But he's just going to derail the whole game. So it really comes down to obviously I would suggest that the GM, if he's seeing that there's is a recurring aspect of behavior. Needs to probably yeah. sit down with a player and talk to him. I about mean, it. like a great example of this, Matt, is like you and I in in your wife's tabletop game. My my character started out as, in fact, like his personality completely not suitable for for a group dynamic. But if you noticed after like the fourth session, he took a bath. Okay, like yeah, he, he took a bath. He took a bath. He's he gotten cut, better. He's still no. I mean, I'm still confrontational and shit. And when I think something's stupid, I say it's stupid. But like, I don't like actively ignore like what's supposed to be happening yeah. you notice that i've never been like i am not going i am not going into your stupid fucking dungeon okay and, uh, I, I do remember there was the case of stealing a wagon and you running it down in the middle of the night listen, in the middle of the city i did in fact i lit it on fire too but i was in protest of the oligarchy okay okay, okay that's what fuck, it was fuck the oligarchy it, and a, another example in in matthew's exalted game uh i played a solar exalted uh where the rest of the players were dragon blooded um and the power dynamic aside i was a zenith cast and i had some very strong moral opinions about things and that led to no small amount of tension uh but you know but those things but like those did lead to some bad ideas bears but but mostly that was just character proper, yeah. appropriate character direction. When I'm talking like bad idea bear, I'm talking about a wackadoo idea, something that's just like, yeah, I'm gonna, um, yeah, GM, I'm gonna go over to the bad guys and tell them all of our plans, and I'm gonna go, you know, totally screw over the party. Yeah, I'm gonna sign up with Team Evil. Yeah, it's like, um, okay, and everyone's well, like, not, well, hand me your piece, hand me yeah, your character it, sheet, you're done. So. Yeah, it, but it, but yeah, you could say that, but it's also like a situation of. Is that appropriate? Like, that comes out of a left field. Well, you really have to, to kind of ride that line because, you know, you as the GM are the arbiter of consequences. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it depends on, like, I would say that it's proportional to how bad idea the bad the idea is and how, like, logically consistent you can make, like, terrible consequences result of it. 
Like, if someone, like, I, I don't know, I would see a difference between someone like, you know, I want to join up and sign and join Team Evil, uh, where if it's like a situation where I'm joining Team Evil just because I want to and I'm not really offering anything of, of much value, or I'm joining Team Evil and I have a really clever plan and I actually have thought out why they would accept me. But it's one of those things where, again, this is a communication, it's all about communication, right? Like, if you and your team are just like, okay, guys, I got to join Team Evil. To get in here, yeah, exactly, and screw with these people and figure it out. Well, but what, what you said though is a very different thing. Like, if the opener is, I'm telling them all of our plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, that's not that's not what's going on yeah, here. Th- th- yeah, there's no consent for the party to say I'm going to infiltrate right. this and group. This, this is, is me just like I'm bored or I'm I'm loopy or whatever. I've just decided I'm going to portray the entire party to the bad guys. Yeah, I mean that that's or that... I'm gonna or I'm gonna kick off violence. Where it may not have been appropriate to do so, yeah. or you fuck too hard, or fuck when it's not appropriate. So, <laughs> good advice, I, always. I have been, in fact, the guy who kicked off violence a little early, or you know, been like, "No, I'm going to kick this dude's ass, and there's nothing you can do to stop me from doing that." Yeah, and I have been that guy, but admittedly, though, it was people who it, it was. I felt it was appropriate at the time. Yeah, okay, that, like that, that's it, the thing is, like, I think there's also a, uh, an issue of consistency. Uh, where if you are have a guy who's consistently like fucking around and doing kind of the the wackadoodle uh, like thing that derails thing, then you know that becomes a bigger issue because yeah, you're not Deadpool, brother. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah you don't yeah. get to and be Deadpool. Actually, oh, that's a good way. The I was oh just about to talk. That's a good. That's a good archetype that we can name this. The Deadpool. The, 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 the Deadpool. To be Deadpool is like someone Deadpool is your game because they're basically going, yeah, I know I'm playing in a game, so I'm going to be meta. Not like I'm going to bring meta knowledge into the game. It's like they don't care of the consequences in the game. They don't treat it as a living character, world. As a yeah. reality. I mean, like, I, I go by the axiom uh, when I tabletop because in my youth, I've uh, I've suffered through a, quite so a number of... young ones? Yeah, I know. It's hard to fucking believe. Uh, once, once this hairline that I'm indicating on an audio podcast, uh, which is well, well to the back of my head, to near once non-existence. It was, once podcast it was, dynamite. Yeah, once it was around, you know, around my actual like brow line, uh, and uh, yeah, I was, I was a, a youth. I was actually skinny. Ah, uh, that's that's frightening. So I, you knew you knew me when I was skinny. I actually don't remember because I only knew you so long ago. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> um, I mean, I was skinny about ten years ago. <laughs> Weren't we all at one point? Wow. But anyway, besides talking about our weight. Uh, but anyway, Old yeah, no, I've, I've sat through a bunch of shitty tabletop games and That's had to interact with a bunch of shitty people, both in and out of play. Um, and I have lost my patience for it. So, like, my... I'm, I'm pretty draconian uh, at these these days. Uh, oh, it's uh, me too, actually. Like, I have gotten, I have had some trouble tables as a GM. I don't, I am actually 90% player, 10% GM. Right. And I've, I feel like I've actually done all the GMing I'm ever going to do in my life in terms of tabletop. I don't yep. want to do it. I hate doing it. You're not, it's not your thing. It's not your jam. It's, it's, it's just doesn't an, inspire you. It's just you. a giant ball of anxiety and annoyance but, to me. But, you know, as a, as both a GM and a player, I've reached a point in my life where, you know, if I've got someone at my table who I thought was cool, A, I would never, I'm never going to tabletop with someone who 
who I don't think is going to be cool. Like, I'm not going to be ever so hard up to get a full table that I'm going to let an asshat on board. Yeah, uh, I mean, but they, if a secret asshat sneaks onto my table, they got to be they got to be they got to be on board with the project. They got to yeah, get the exactly. project. Actually, this reminds me of the story. Um, you remember when I wanted to do some fate system stuff a while back? Right. Uh, you, oh yes, actually, this was I was going to bring this up. Yeah, and we can talk uh, about it. My one of my uh, one of my Murphy's friends came with us, and he apparently he plays fourth edition, and but I didn't realize. That he is not capable of not trolling. Like he, he's a troll. Like he's yeah, he's Deadpooling the game. That's he, actually a good example. He is a fellow who desired to be powdered toast man. You see, in the Fate System, sort of old like noir. It was noir a no, it was a noir superhero game, and, and Matt, he wanted to be powdered toast man. I will say to your credit, Matt and Murphy, and I to this day discuss this as good, like just some GM foo. You actually made it work with him? Like, you actually, like, caged it to him in a way where he still got to feel like he was trolling you, but in actuality, he was just playing the game. Well, like, you I tricked made, him. You I, tricked him. Well, I didn't trick him. What I did was I forced him, like, well, here's what trolls do. They love to go wave their hands in front of your face for you to get a reaction. Well, A, I gave him a reaction, but then my next question was, okay, and then what? Like, I forced the topic of, Oh, well, I want to know more about this Powder Toast character. What was your mom like? What was your dad like? Like, and I'm going to make you think like a person. What is the secret origin of Powder Toast, man? No, that actually was one of the things. And like, how'd it, you get your powers? And, I mean, what it ended up being was he was just like a weird... Weird... Tr- like, clay face, sort of. Yeah, like... he was, he was a desiccate... He basically was desiccate man. He was a man who had literally had gone through an experimental <laughs> process in the military that, like, they were trying to preserve food... And they found a way, but he got preserved too. Now he was basically made of desiccant, desiccant, and he was able to have desiccant powers. And his entire thing was drawing moisture out of stuff, and he was very physically tough. He was very physically tough, and he was in he was a really good guy, but he looked like complete ass. Yeah, like I said, I've been pretty draconing about it. If there's a secret ass hat that uh, slips on board, um, I'll drum him out or drum them out. Um, and if I'm on a table and uh, I, I'm just with someone who I can't stand, um, then I have no qualms with, if once like a little bit of attempt to resolve the situation has, hasn't gone well, I'll bounce cause I'm busy. That's not worth my time. Yeah. And, oh and... yeah. I like, I don't, I don't have time to fuck around with a table that I, that I'm not going to like be happy to walk and walk up to every week. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm too busy. Yeah, yeah. It, it it comes down to your time and your availability, and even if you're a young role player and you're you're listening to this, the, what games you have, they're probably your friends, and it can be really problemsome, troublesome at that time because it's, because they're your friends, you want to hang out with them. But if, as older guys, we're going to tell you this: you'll make new friends later down the road. I promise. Um, the group of friends you have may not always be the group of friends you always have. So if if it's just not worth it. It's fine to walk away from the table. Yeah. That actually may save your friendship in the long run. Yeah, your life will improve uh, when you get and maintain standards. Um, well, the, the, here, the thing that, I mean, we we can't discount the fact that a, the 16-year-old guy in middle America yeah. may only have three guys who want to play. Who yeah. may, he may be in the Stranger Things situation. <laughs> so, like, Aww. you know, well, except, you know, without the Demi-Gorgon, you know, coming through. And or eating, psychic, or, or psychic the, miracle child. Or the psychic miracle hey, child. Hey, the psychic miracle child probably would, would have rolled really well uh, in that table. God damn it, you keep rolling 20s. What the? What? Hey. Okay. She's on our side. It doesn't matter. <laughs> 
But yeah, like there there is a situation where like you don't necessarily get to choose the people. Just like you don't choose your family, yes. just like you don't choose, you know, choose certain aspects of your genetic makeup, you don't get to necessarily choose who the first few groups of people you role play with yeah, are. That's Fair true. Enough. And Fair thank enough. you for reminding me. I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. You, you, sh- you should also like be judicious about that because that that could come off as being a judgmental asshole, uh, and that might not do well. But still, don't put up with with people who are toxic or abusive. Yeah, or just aren't aren't there for the right reasons right yeah. like um, if, if you're look if you're looking to actually explore like explore the world explore your characters have an arc do a thing and other guy is in murder hobo simulator land you two are not going to one be friends anymore or two have a good time like he's gonna get annoyed at you for wanting to talk so so damn much and you're gonna get annoyed at him for literally not being a person. It, it's clashing expectations, actually. And yeah. that's actually, before you start a game, and I think we probably mentioned this in a previous episode, was, is know what game you're diving yourself into. Right. I mean, like, there are certain people that I will play, that I would play a Dungeons & Dragons game with that I would never, ever play any White Wolf game with. And that is just because of, like, the type of game that, those mm-hmm. things kind of push towards. Yeah. If I'm looking for combat simulator beat face fun time, I can rely on like Dungeons and Dragons for that, and it will be like personalities don't always get so much in the way of that. Whereas, you know, you're kind of given a little bit more leeway in a game like, I don't know, Mage, where you can rip reality apart and damn Ca- the... And cause some damn problems. And cause some damn problems and damn the consequences for yeah, it. Yeah, there's almost... I think there's probably less opportunities for bad idea bears like derailment Deadpool stuff when you're in the middle of a dungeon. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if someone does something... I mean, yeah, you might do something stupid that get everyone gets everyone killed, uh, but you kind of have to go out of your... I don't know. Like, you, you, there's, you, there's no opportunities to do something like ridiculously illogical and 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 uh like with big weird repercussions with for your social life yeah i mean it it just comes down and unfortunately this is a measure of social skills you got to read the people you're talking to you got to figure out what expectations you're trying to meet uh, or what and what the expectations of everyone else is and then deal with the consequences that fall from that um, based on whatever you want to do but i would just caution and just be cool be true to yourself and i think it'll work out work themselves out in the end um what else we want to say about concerning trouble at the table as it were and bad idea bears gentlemen well the problem okay so this is a spotlighting issue right like bad idea bears are they are doing it for attention sometimes and they're doing it because they feel like uh, they want to be the main character. They want to be a main character, and there is this thing, main character syndrome, where one of your players, for some reason or another, feels like they're the main character, like they're the leader of the party, they're whatever. And I have zero percent tolerance for that because mm-hmm. I don't. Su- I I'm not the subordinate type right. for, to anybody. If I'm doing it, I'm doing it as an exercise and mm-hmm. to see whether I can do it. But in a in a tabletop situation, like some people resent that shit, and they're not going to play with it. Yeah, I mean, and there are games that actually like fit that mold, uh, like the Buffy and Angel role playing game. Very much fit the mold of there's, I, I hesitate to say a main character, but 
a main character. Like, you have the Slayer. Like, that's yeah, if, the... if you're playing a, a Buffy game in which you have the Slayer, um, that's kind of the main character, but that game system does a lot to balance that. Yes, and the rules, and this is where rules and all that stuff come in, is... In, because I've read that rule system is you get the Slayer, they're really powerful, but they're limited in some way, and they generally have a lot more like emotional entanglements and like yeah, emotional issues that they have to like the GM can pull on to be like, yeah, you're the main character. Your life actually kind of sucks sometimes. Yeah. Welcome to Peter Parker Land. Yeah, that's they, they got problems. But like a Buffy game or an Angel game or something along those lines, where you're trying to sort of emulate, it it, it does try it. The game system does a really good job of emulating like Buffy episodes and Buffy yes. story arcs that, you know, dial into those tropes. But if you're playing in a game that isn't all about that and someone is trying to pull the, constantly be in the spotlight and be the driver of the action, um, then, yeah, like, that could suck real hard if that's not what everyone's dialed into and on board for. Yeah, and, 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 it's derail, and it can derail the plot. This is sort of where bad idea bears come from is, I'm trying to, hey, look at me, I'm doing a cool, wacky thing, and all it's doing is causing more chaos for the group that doesn't really, either is not character consistent, which is, I think, something we've already mentioned, or is not story consistent. Because the dialogue, when you play a game, there's a dialogue between a player and a GM, or an mm -hmm. ST. I mean, there is expectations across mm -hmm. the board on those two. Um, yeah, so... And then, like, going back to the Buffy thing, you have the sideline characters. These are legitimately good, full, round characters, but they sort of play secondary tier mm. to the Slayer, but that's the point of their story, is to support their and, and fill in the drama that's mm -hmm. there in the group. I mean, to devil's advocate my own, my, my own point, I mm. guess, like, there is time, but this is all dependent on your, your storyteller. And you can end up in a situation where Mr. Bad Idea Bear is the only reason anything ever fucking happens. True. And, and I've been in that game where, like, you have to be like, oh, well, if I don't fucking do something, we're just going to sit here and, you know, do do nothing. Like, nothing's going to happen. We're not going to drive ourselves forward at all. Like, and that and that's a storyteller problem sometimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you need the, the player who's just like, okay, we're going. We're doing this now. We're going to stop fucking talking about it. Yeah. And we're, we're gonna, doing and it. You like your player... The, the group has got analysis paralysis. analysis. They're like, oh, look, I've got a thousand ideas and we can all do them, but I understand all the consequences for all the action. And you're like, one guy's like, Leroy Jenkins this shit. Let's just go. I, I have, in fact, been that guy where we spent at least an hour talking about what's the plan, what's the mm -hmm. plan, what are we doing, what are we doing, what are we doing. And what we kept, kept going, like, I kept going, like, guys, the, we... We can just win the fight. Like we don't have to kill them, but we're we can. all really powerful. We're very strong. We can just win the fight if we do it. But but what about this one? Trick them and and, and I, I there about an hour of this. I just got tired and it was just like I'm just I go I go do it. And if someone tries to physically stop me, they physically stop me. But I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna sit through this anymore. I mean, sometimes and that's I guess not really a bad idea, bear. But that's a, sort of a consequence. Is like players fighting other mm -hmm. players like legitimately going to blows over oh, consequences the, oh the pvp yeah um i mean interestingly enough i just had a, a very interesting pvp experience in the legend of the Wu Lin game oh. which were not it wasn't a real pvp experience but it was like me having to strike another player in order to like stop them from doing something kind of stupid mm -hmm. but that we weren't like throwing mechanics back and forth at each other we just kind of mutually agreed it's like no we're we're like schoolyard tussling with each other which, considering who these two characters are, it's like, you know, a very effeminate, very, like, controlled, you know, kung fu 
practitioner and this weird in this dirty beggar like both of them are warriors but they're very that they couldn't be more different in temperament just just beating the living crap out of each other in order for one to stop the other from doing something very stupid but it wasn't a bad pvp thing it was actually to like talk sense into sometimes it's to talk sense into them mm -hmm. or you know they feel they need it well my character would do this but it's pretty obvious that i'm gonna i'm gonna give you every opportunity to stop me right like yeah. please just make me stop from doing yeah this. it's it's well that's 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 sort of the good constructive sort of pvp it's like yeah sometimes in movies and television you see the the allied good guys sometimes fight each other because they their their ideologies come to those the head that mm. they can't talk it out anymore they right. have to they have to go to blows yeah. and the wuja troops are very much like that like you see that all the time and in the most perfect situations a third party was like on his side like you let him do what he wants and i got up and i just stopped fighting my him and i went after this guy and he went after me but my ally attacked him cuz he's like no one kicks his ass but me, buddy. Like, no, no one, no one fights him but me. Okay. Um, I mean, that's a good example of like good constructive, awesome PvP. Right. Yeah. Uh, but man, there's been some shit. Oh. Like vampire larps, man. The that's that's like the hotbed of toxic, annoying, frustrating. And PvP. Like, and this could be like, and here, and yeah, I mean, I had to like. If we're gonna do this conversation, I need. I felt the need to start yeah, on a positive. Note. On a positive, so just we can just go all the way down. Just, just remember face first that we this. you can have good, constructive, consensual, positive PvP, but you can also play vampire. <laughs> you can also play vampire. <laughs> oh man! Oh jeez! And this could be an entire topic, and we can go. We're gonna go over this now, but this could be almost an entire show in itself. Um, Reasons vampire has a bad player culture sometimes. Yeah, no, I mean, more okay. like just PvP. But sure, I stopped playing a vampire game uh, because my character, uh, my character, basically like needed a favor. Mm -hmm. for something uh and was like was willing to like this was this was as part of a boon um and uh like so i i was i was someone was going to owe me for this like i needed transportation from point a to point b during the during the daytime mm -hmm. um uh and i did get transportation from point a to point to to Point C, actually. I got transportation from, from point A to point C, uh, where point C was me, you know, like, locked in their blood freezer and, and like, two-step blood bonded to them. Uh, so, yeah. And they basically, you know, like, they got away with it. And so I'm like, well, I'm not playing this game anymore because that's bullshit. For anyone who doesn't have context for uh, what the fuck he just said... I'll just put it in the most abstract sense. Shots fired, motherfucker. <laughs> that's, yeah, like, that's the that's one of the nastiest things I've ever heard to do yeah, to and someone. The, and part of vampire, by its nature, written in the book, it, there's a lot of politics. There's a lot of cutthroatness to each other. They want each other to be sort of scrape and 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 battle each other. Mm -hmm. Not not necessarily in a physical way, but a purely like social, mental way. Things and, like that. Oh 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 oh. And the guy who did this was an assistant storyteller, who so had some, who had a PC in the game. The look on my face. Yeah, yeah no, I was just about to say that. Are both me and Ryan's jaws? Yeah, just he, fucking he was hit an assistant floor. storyteller, and this and like this was his PC did this to me. That's dumb. That's so stupid. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. it's clever in its own right if it was done straight but, by a player. No, that's who some out... shit you do to an NPC. Yeah, right? I know, but. but 
But me and my well, and he did the same thing to my wife, who was who played my child. Oh, uh, like we we needed to get somewhere, so like we we were both fucked. Like we we like it was a, it was a goddamn Giovanni. Um, There's a reason that mind control and and for anyone who doesn't understand blood bonding, a level two blood bond is basically you're their butt slave and mm-hmm. like you can't say no to them. You can, you love them. You yeah, love you, them. They're, you're super infatuated with them. There's almost yeah. no, almost nothing you and will there, do for them. And there's a reason, like, I think in the newest editions of, say, like Dungeons & Dragons, that sort of mind alteration or personality alteration is simply not, almost non-permanent. Like, yes. in, in, in almost all aspects. There's nothing that will ever permanently, like, my. Very few things allow you to permanently mind control someone. And in, because it uh, takes away player agency. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest sins you can do in a game almost yeah. is go, hey, you don't get to be you anymore. And that's basically what he did to you. Yeah. He was like, if you continue playing. Yeah, no, I, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be in that situation. Uh, he was a creepy motherfucker. And, you know, uh, I mean, it was, if it had just been me, I might have been able to do it. But the fact that he did it to my, to my, uh, my then girlfriend, now wife, um, and, and uh, I'm not going to go into what he did to her because it was really fucking bad. Yeah, let's not um, go over that. So uh, it it was just it was not okay. Yeah, uh, and you know that's why I stopped playing that game um, because that's just not a situation that anyone should be in. Um, and sometimes that's that's the way you resolve those issues is you just walk drop away. drop your character sheet and say i'm out yeah because uh, it's not it's not worth it there's other games you can always get into a better situation you can always make another character somewhere else yeah um i mean i personally would love to humiliate that person but like that you know yeah that uh, there was very little chance of and, me doing and, that and to a lesser extent i have my own story concerning mm-hmm. this this is this is actually my one of my big things for for a lot la- larping sort of mentality and sort of design is I remember playing one game where I was running around. Oh, I didn't have a group, but it was the game was very group focused. I didn't have a group. I was doing. We were on a big town wide adventure. Was ever hate? No, I won't go into who, okay. what it was because I just fair I'm enough. Not, not going to go into details, but I was by myself. Went this thing. Uh, I had I guess at some point had upset this person on some level. Don't know what I actually did, but I was a jackass when I was younger. No, uh, no. I probably upset this guy on an in-play level at some point and during this big adventure when no one was looking. Because that's he, how it works. he iced me. He iced me hard. And the rules of the game say, oh, you died. Um, and you were not brought back. You forget the last 15 minutes of what happened to you. Oh, so no. out of play, Taylor's I knew exactly... <laughs> yeah. Out of play, I know exactly who did this to me. In play, there's no one will tell... No one will, will give him up. Mm-hmm. And there's no way in play anyone I will know who did this to me for me to get any sort of justice. No one will get justice for me, and so I had to sit Dude, there. And my go, hand would be in their goddamn cash box, taking the, my money back, and me driving off site. Like yeah, I'd it, be done. Yeah, and I'd probably steal his things physically. Like I'd take his things. And this is why uh, any game I design or a part of, I like. Well, okay, what's your resurrection system like? That's like force the doors and fracture. We're like, no, you remember everything up to the point of death. I'm like, great. That means you know if you have visible sight of this person mm-hmm. when you die, you will know well, I mean, who those, probably those, did it to you. Those those games and those systems heavily discourage that sort of PvP, um, and anyone responsible for that sort of thing would like is very likely to get some sort of also, consequence coming their way, as a regardless com- of like you as a player getting personal justice. We as a community just don't stand for that. Like oh, yeah. that's we are just such an anti PvP. 
community. Yeah, whenever whenever it's reared its head, it, it's gotten pretty pretty smacked down across the board. There have been some flare-ups that were perfectly, I think, in play justified. Well, but we but everyone oh, was like, no, this is cool. Okay. We know exactly what's going to happen. But you see, yeah, that's there was a social reason. There was an external force. There were character personalities clashing. What you're referring to sounds like you said something to annoy a dude one time, and he snuck up behind you and jammed a knife in your back. Because, you know... I'm not, listen, I'm not a hard simulationist. I'm not a hard, like, I'm not like, oh, it should always be real. But, like, that's just not how people are. Like, it's it takes, it should take some effort in you to look someone, look at someone who you've known in your life and just put the axe to them, right? Yeah, like it should... it's, it's, it was, it's a big, it was a big game, so there wasn't a tight, it wasn't a tightly knit as our community well, you're not a, been. you weren't a person to him. Yeah, like, exactly. And, I was just free loot and, uh, and uh, get some sort of jollies off of doing it and some sort of sense of justice for, boom, sick yeah. sense of justice. I've never played a LARP like that. I've never played a, a, a buffer. I'm lucky to have never played a buffer LARP where I wasn't people to other people. Yep. Everyone, listen, however I feel about anyone's characters in either of these games, they're still people to me. Like, I still understand them as a, as a like, that is a person, and this is their fun time. There's a certain X amount of money hanging over this for them at this juncture that their good time, you know, kind of keep on trucking. Yeah, as not, long as, and yeah, as long I, as your good time isn't fucking up my good oh, time. Oh, mm-hmm. my, oh, my sweet summer child, I have many more stories for you through Solar, through Everhate, and a few other games. Like, that's, that's old school LARPing, was the idea of if you walked outside of Tavern, by yourself fair game fair game you it's prison rules it's like uh, you better that, not have friends who kind of people who are like that's a new player or that's kind of he's kind of a cool guy we'll we'll keep an eye on him man but oh if, god if you I, go anywhere by yourself i don't you're want get iced. i don't want to play a prison simulator i don't unless i'm playing some sort of nordic lar prison simulator <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to play a Listen, prison simulator I, you want to see on the dotted line prison simulator yeah. I'm, a, I'm a poor person the chances of me actually going to prison are really high <laughs> actually so like i don't actually ever like in abstract that just sounds awful that sounds and i i'm not gonna like shit on anyone's like the way they gain their enjoyment but if you're the type of person who just gacks pcs for funsies and taking their copper like you're probably a sick fuck and i hate you and you should feel ashamed of yourself, and I'm sorry something in your life went wrong. But, like, I'm just, I can't understand why that's fun, or why that would be, why any, how do you get new players? Like, that's my question. Like, how well, do you get people who want to come actually Well, they, they in, in, in sort of Dark Souls logic of, of, it's a challenge to some people. That kind of game is a challenge. Uh, oh, like, if you I'm, can thrive in that environment, I'm good enough at boffer fighting to where it doesn't matter what his stats is. I'm gonna kill a motherfucker. Or, or, like, or it's the idea of I know how to play people, aka politics game of I know who to make who to make friends with. I know who who best to do. I have a skill set that they'll need. I'm being able to basically it's like I'm gonna join a gang. I'm gonna join the best gang. You know that's that... the best description of it that I've ever heard. Yeah, you're opting in for weird. Like pres- fat person gang warfare. Yes, you are. <laughs> Especially old school solar and stuff where they had the the baronies and all of the different groups. They're like that has... they, there were there was straight up wars between some of these guys. You know like what? and just because they didn't like each other, that dude said that one thing that time. You well, know, I'm gonna send all my cronies after him. If there are people who are listening to this podcast who are like solar Nero players and that's your jam, more power to you. Like, and I'm sure there's fun parts of that. Like, I'm well, there are definitely good communities good and, in there. Good and plenty, and like, parts of that. 
but I don't want to go anywhere near that kind of environment. Like, I don't want to go anywhere near where I have to roll up with a gang because I'm watching my backs from other PCs. Yep, that's, that was honest to true. That was a lot of the environment. I mean, I think, like, the only times that we've ever, like, there's been a few instances of, like, PvP where, like, someone went evil. Uh, and, and they had to go down. And they had to go down. But that wasn't personal. Like, that wasn't... Uh, no, that was, like, they were doing something that was so out of step with, like... The go- general milieu. Yeah, the, how shit was supposed to be happening. That was just like, I'm, I'm sorry. You have to, and, you and have the, to go. The, well, it was. it's kind of like the weird thing. Like, we're targeting, at some respects, we were just targeting the character, not the player. And these other instances where you had those type of, like, real mm-hmm. PvP environment, you're targeting the player. Yeah. And no offense, I was, I'm an abused... I was a, a oppressed nerd in high school. Yeah, that was trauma to me. To have yeah. my own fellow nerds just, like, jack me. Well, yeah, and I guess, I guess there's an element of that of, like, this is where I get to be the bully. Yeah. And- um, absolutely. absolutely. And that's the thing. It's uh, you, you have to recognize that, like... And, and this goes for all of it, right? Like, maybe, maybe even drawing out to your real life. Motherfucker, I'm not an NPC. Like, yep. I am not an NPC. I, I don't, like, just stare at a wall while you're not here. I, you know, I go other places and do other things and talk to other people. I'm not here you sh- for you. I'm not here for you. I'm here to, like, try to tell a fun story and, like, have a good time. I'm here for me. I'm here for this, for, oh, and to most be a part of this community. And, yeah, and it's okay to be here for yourself, but, like, being here for yourself shouldn't shit all over my good time, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the idea of don't... Don't have fun at the expense of someone else. Or unless they really signed on for that, which some people completely oh, yeah. fine, man. There are some people who are just like, nope, beat me up. It's fine. It's called, con- it's called consent, actually. They, yeah, uh, I mean, our the, good friend consent. There's a game mode in House of the Blooded, which can be applied to both the tabletop and the LARP version, uh, called Cutthroat. Uh, like, it's it's in the book. Uh, it, it is, like, if everybody's on board for a Cutthroat game, then there are the gloves are non-existent. Gloves are foreboding because everyone's out to kill everyone yep. and and screw over everyone and that's what we've signed on for. Yep. And, um, I, and I think that you know. On... And you know what? I might do like, like a weekend of that. But man, not on a regular basis. No, and certainly not paying forty five to eighty dollars mm-hmm. and a hundred mile drive yeah. and costuming. Like, can I can't imagine like putting together a character. Buying the costuming, getting the weapon. Like, I have a pretty big armory of boffer weapons at this point because that's just what happens to you. They're right in the corner, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and, you know, I can't imagine putting all that together and just being, like, (laughs) queer, and then they just kill you over and over again and you don't have that PC anymore. Like, you just lose your character. It's like, the idea, like, I just never, I would never come back. Like, I would never engage in that. And it was interesting that, if nothing else, those types of games with the hardcore PvP and the, with a big enough player base, create an environment that kind of felt Wild West feel to me because you can go, okay, you get a faction of people that actually are good and try to help other people, but then there's this entire sea of, like, dipshits running around, and it's all about, like, the interconnected politics between those groups that sort of keep the game moving. I mean, it's just... It's interesting, but it's not something necessarily I want to play anymore. It, it seems just like an... I mean, I mean, open-world PvP video games have the exact same, right. same thing. So it just goes... Like, if you open up and, like, promote PvP in the masses, this is just apparently the society you get. 
where there's just like a bastion of like maybe 25 to 30 percent of the player base who are just like no we're good people and we're not gonna we're here to do we're not here for that yeah we got to try to protect these people and the other rest are like murder fuck kill murder fuck kill murder fuck and i think and that's i i I would recommend if you're one of the more experimental role players out there finding yourself a game like that is not necessarily a bad thing if you want to experience that so that you can understand what it's like because it is not necessarily don't call it fun Mm-hmm. But it's definitely educational. Like, oh, yeah. you will get something out of it. I learned a lot about myself and how I want to view other people through having those quasi, what I would call quasi-traumatic experiences with these games. Like, I I had to, one time, and this was Everhate, there was a massive PvP conflict between two very large groups that I was only nominally a part of the Affinity Community. I just got caught in the middle. Ooh. And I got literally booted out of my bed. Like, I was, like, I had to go to another person's cabin, go, can I stay with you guys? Because if I stay there, they will just murder, crap, kill me and my bed, and over and over again. And they were like, sure. And they became my crew that I ran with for a long time after That's that. fairly awful. Yeah. That was, people left in the middle of the game because of that. Or we want to talk about drama, people straight up were like, Audi's never playing this game again. Bye. Wow. Ugh. Yeah, uh, I don't get that. That sounds like, gro- that sounds grody. No, it was very gross. It was it was probably one of the worst one of the worst experiences. And I mean, I've heard really good things about Everhate. Oh, it had a like, fantastic story. Like I've heard really good things about it, and like I'm like kind of jealous I mean, whenever I, I hear remember. about it. But then I hear stuff like that. I'm, uh, and that was mostly the players of these two groups, mm-hmm. the players not getting along, and I, their characters not getting I, along, and it, everything got translated there. And it's, again, it's a much, this is a maturity thing at this point. Mm -hmm. This is like, are you enough of an adult? Are you enough of a person who's in control of yourself and, like, has an understanding of what we're trying to do here to, like, dislike someone, like, on a personal level, but not just make that everyone else's fucking problem? Because, like, as a grown-up, I'm sure we all have people we don't like very much, and you can't just go break their windshield. But this is the equivalent of, I guess some people take this... Some people occasionally take role-playing games as permission to go literally smash someone's windshield. And because there's no consequences of it. Right. And exactly. Like, Except for the social consequences, which they could give a fuck less about. Well, you also got to remember, with games that large, we're talking 100-plus players, that monkey sphere situation we've probably mentioned a few times. Oh, where you're, there's only 20 people you can physically care about. Right, like, and mm-hmm. therefore you have enough people around that you can't include those people into your monkey sphere, mm-hmm. which means they are not people to you. They don't exist. Therefore, therefore, you can do anything you want. The concept of the monkey sphere is really fascinating. Uh, I suggest people look look it up, and because it really, it really has a lot of impact on on role playing and what we do, and society, uh, and society in general. Um, because yeah, no, I mean it it it's a fascinating phenomenon, and it can lead to some really fucked up stuff. Yep. Um, and like you you mentioned that obviously that was a thing between the players, but that's also a part of the gaming culture uh, that is being cultivated and maintained by the people running the game. Mm-hmm. Like if, if the, if the people running the game are like, okay with that sort of thing happening, that says a lot about their design philosophy. And, and well, whatnot. they were, well, we got to remember this is many, many, this is fairly number of years ago. And they were coming, this is all solar based, which has its own design philosophy. Sure. Remember D and D simulator. Fair enough. And, 
they were running a game, but the we're getting to the point, and I think we're a little spoiled at this point. We have a maturity of understanding like that kind of gaming mm-hmm. philosophy that we would want. Okay, this is a question, something we have to address in our game design. They didn't have that back then. They just weren't they, thinking they about just, it. They just they were probably just not thinking about it. And I promise you that the guys running Everhate, oh, they heard about it afterwards. I'm sure oh, they, they did. heard about it. They they were in the role, and and it sucks being a GM on one of these games when something like this happens, and you had to, you're like, I don't want to play referee. I know I'm a referee for this game, but I'm not here to be your personal. I'm counselor. not. I'm not your nanny. I'm, I'm not, not your yeah. social. I'm not your. I'm not your arbitrator for your out of play weird bullshit, right? Yep. Like, yeah. It it and it's complicated, and and this is the most extreme form of like where bad ideas and bad culture sort of lead themselves to. And I hope everyone never has those experiences unless you absolutely want to try to experience those things. Yeah, I mean, that's... power to you. In that situation, like, the, the the places that I would want to, like, play around with that would be, like, a Cutthroat House of the Blooded game. Yep. Or a Nordic LARP. Mm-hmm. Um, which, the more I find out about Nordic, Nordic LARP, the more I really wish that there was some... There were that there was something like that going on here in Atlanta. The more I look about Nordic LARP, the more I'm, like, remembering the, the movie called The Game, which is basically a... LARP that the guy is like I don't know that that I don't get that vibe because that's <sighs> they're trying to emulate reality they're, they're trying to emulate reality they're trying to like the things they do like uh, we'll, we'll post a link to it there's yes. a video there's a video uh, that Crash Course did recently about LARPing like they did a Crash Course about LARPing and like it's very well it's very good it's very informative very concise and they had a section about Nordic LARP where like what they're going to, what Nordic LARP gets to, uh, at least some Nordic LARP gets to, is like real world experiences and putting yourself not in a fantasy scenario, but in real world scenarios as kind of like an empathy act exercise. Right. Well, it's it's a it's not a fantasy. It's fictional. It's a fictional scenario, but you're trying to be as real as possible. Like, well, the example they gave in the show was you are a war and tour refugee. And you're coming to another country. And you have to deal with not only your fellow refugees, you have to deal with the government uh, administrators that are trying to deal with you. You're putting probably a a camp or some sort of area to to sort of process you into the country. And you have to deal with the tensions and the issues that come Mm -hmm. off of that. And it's like, that's intense. That's super intense. Yeah. And like, like, yeah, and it's not even that. Like, there's, there's other, it's not always like pure reality. Um, like one of the ones that, uh, I've heard about, and, uh, I think one of our friends, uh, is thinking, has been trying to get this to run, uh, but has run into some various problems. It's called, uh, something about the boy, uh, mm-hmm. or all about the boy or something where it's a scenario. It's kind of a, why the last man scenario where some super plague has wiped out all of the males on earth. Uh, and like they're, they're trying some weird fertility program. And then basically the last man on earth comes into yeah. There's a, it's a global it's a global council of women. They're coming together, going okay. This is how we're going to address this problem as a species. And literally the last dude alive walks into the scenario, and it's all women, mm-hmm. and you have one male walking in playing the character, mm-hmm. and it's like, what happens? And that's like, all the game is about is what happens. I, I think the first time you told me about this, I think I said the exact same thing. And this was in front of the person yeah. 
who wants to run it? I just said, that sounds like the worst thing I've ever heard. No, <laughs> like, that cer- sounds it's, terrible. It's certainly not for everyone, uh, but it is very intriguing to me because I, I do kind of like that put yourself in, in weird situations. Right, I mean, I, I, I'm all... Listen, on, on, in like this broad spectrum of the things we're mm-hmm. talking about here, I'm all for empathy simulator. Mm-hmm. I like things that teach people empathy for people who aren't them because what we're beginning to... I mean... If you're talking about a fucking epidemic, yeah. it's a, it's an utter lack of empathy for people who uh, aren't the 20 people in your monkey sphere, and that's a problem. So anything that teaches that, it's just like, that scenario specifically just sounds very weird to me. Well, it is. I mean, I doubt you'd ever be a part of that. I wouldn't be the boy, for yeah, sure, right? Exactly. Like, I wouldn't be the boy. And, and, and Scott, you're closest, you're one of the more closest, you're like, I want to experience gaming as a way mm. of expanding my own understanding of oh, things. Yeah, absolutely. Which is great. I, I, I'm all for using role-playing that in that mm-hmm. way um so and we are running up to an hour and it's been actually a very lovely conversation with you oh, guys absolutely. about this so let's 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 go let's do broad strokes here yeah what it comes down to is these sorts of players you got to manage them somehow right and there, mm-hmm. there's a ways to do it you can either communicate with them like try to express to them that this the behavior that they're displaying is just not good for the people around them you can remove them yeah shut on the door you can remove yourself Mm -hmm. and these are all valid things to do like what it comes down to is if you're not having fun don't just sit there and suck shit and not have fun and this is why i always say go where your fun is life is life is too short and too weird and getting weirder uh, uh to to waste your relaxation and entertainment and edification time which hopefully is what you're doing with your role playing. You're having fun and maybe like growing and learning and you know using it using it for a productive purpose. It's life is too weird and too short and too dark in these days. Thanks, Trump Obama. We call him Orange Thunder, and I will not hear another word about it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but anyway, it, it's it's the world's too shitty to waste your time. And experience like social weirdness and discomfort and lack of fun when you're supposed to be having fun and growing and learning and being, you know, using your fun time for productive means. Right. And, and again, it, communication is key. I don't think, I think we've said that over and over and over and over again on this podcast. Um, if you're having, now, I would say a lot of, a lot of bad idea bears, people that, especially if they're doing it consistently, maybe you just need to sit down talking to and say, hey, this game may not be for you, or we'd like you to chill out and work with the group and if it doesn't work just just part ways respectfully as, as i will be saying many many times in our upcoming uh werewolf salon larp tulip back moon moon <laughs> <laughs> um actually real quick because i wanted to bring this up that's actually why i like werewolf as a larp better than i like vampires a larp because of the nature of you're embattled on all sides against the great terrible enemy and you have pack dynamics that you have to deal with and you have set dynamics you have to deal with you can it's 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 not it doesn't encourage pvp because you need everyone's help to oh, yeah. at, at the end of the day yeah, at the end of the day there's there's a big enemy that you got to fight and uh rally behind and there's systems in place because both in play and out of play they know that there's going to be personal conflict and tensions arising because that's an intentional part of the setting. Right. There are ways to handle it that it doesn't automatically resort to prick-waving dick fights with your paper paper uh, claws. Yeah, exactly. 
So, but anyways, let's go, uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, where can everyone find everyone here? On Twitter, you can find me at, at Divis Mulcav. Uh, I am at Arduous, R-J-U-O-U-S. And you can find me at BioImportance. But and more importantly now, you can find the entire podcast at PolyhedronCast uh, on Twitter. You can also give us feedback. Please give us feedback. We want feedback. Hey. Yes, do it, in a, do it in a public fashion where everyone can see it. Either uh, way. Yeah. Either way, you can send all your feedback at polyhedronpodcast at gmail.com. And finally, we have, as I said earlier, we have revised our Patreon. Please go there, sign up, become a patron today, become one of our bosses, help us grow this show, this community, and expand the content of the show. God, the, higher high le- five, the High Five Club, man, come on. The High Five Club is great. And you know what, at higher levels, you can basically buy our friendship. And you know you want and that. And even if you already have it, buy it again. I'm great. <laughs> Double the friendship. Double the friendship. <laughs> and so everyone from here at Polyhedron, go where your fun is. Go roll some dice. <laughs>